our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. How are you? Do you want the real answer or do you want the answer for the podcast? Oh, real answer. We're pretending like we're just sitting down remember my real answer is that (laughs) I slept for four hours last night because I had a coffee and I literally just laid in my bed and it was so boring I like noticed the stars I was like damn the stars shine really bright has anyone noticed that Simran and then I downloaded a constellation app because I was like oh my god this one star is really bright is that Venus no it was just a satellite but I just laid there and then I got poetic. You know, when you get sad and it's like late at night and there's stars and I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it takes... The meaning of life. Yeah, sometimes it takes really hard times to stop and appreciate and just notice that, damn, there's a lot of stars. I'm surprised that you saw quite a lot of stars because you live in the... Well, in a city. Oh, I live in the big smoke, Maya. You you live in the biggest city in our country. I live in the city that has uh, red lights and stop signs. Mm, we have one or two as well. One or two. But that sounds nice. That sounds nice stargazing. But I, I guess it would be frustrating when you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. How did you go to sleep? Did you just get fall asleep from boredom? I was probably like, I don't know, scrolling on my phone or something, realistically. I went on LinkedIn. Like, I was tired. I was bored. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's when you read a book. Okay. So the part (laughs) where I said, like, being tired has made me cranky. So I'm really excited for this episode. (laughs) And moving on. Let's do it. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet RentApp, your ultimate rent-paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you, and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. 
They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. So, Sim, we are talking about how to avoid burnout in 2024. Great. So, yeah, I, this is when you cheer. Yay. Oh my God. I'm so No, I, you know what? I am excited because, you know, I never thought I was going to be someone that got burnout. When I was like younger, I was, don't look at me okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. First of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, I just always was like, I have my crap together. You know, like I was the kid in high school that, took on all the extracurriculars and was in all the like, you know, we called them extension classes, like the advanced accelerated classes. And I loved them and I excelled in them and I just had so much fun. And I loved being like a little academic nerdy kid. And I could manage my schedule as a 18 year old, which made me think that I could manage my schedule for the rest of my life, no matter how much I packed on. So when I would hear about burnout, I was like, <laughs> that's so like not for me. Like, I'm sorry that that happens to other people, but I'm not going to burn out. And life humbled me so quickly, multiple times, actually. <laughs> I, well, I think when just in general, you're an 18 year old and you step out of high school, you are just like so naive to the world and to the beings of being an adult. <laughs> yeah. I also went to quite a, like it was a free school, like it was a public school, but it was like a really preppy public school. And a lot of times mm. um, I went to Westlake girls. If you're from New Zealand, you might know it like just produces a certain kind of person like me. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks that she has all of like her life together at 18. I would have loved to have thought that but you never thought you would get burnout no I was like I'm in high school and I have a blazer and I have all these pins on my blazer why would I burn out mm, exactly have you summer have I what have you burnt out have you burnt out of course oh, have you <laughs> yeah okay fine yeah me too <laughs> okay if you were about to tell me that you hadn't had burnt out before I would have been like mm, be honest no no be honest <laughs> you know that meme Yes. Yep. No, I, I know the meme. Honesty is key. Now I've burnt out. And I would say the first time I burnt out, I didn't realize it. I just thought like I was being lazy and I was slowing down and I just needed to like, you know, shift things into gear again and keep going. And I was like, of course, I'm going to be a bit tired, but like, you know, Sim, just reel it in a little bit. Stop being so slow and stop like having excuses of like not getting up as early and like taking longer to do things and then it actually hit me like wait I'm slowed down because my mind literally cannot go any faster yeah and like and what part of your GTI journey was that like building that up I first burnt out oh I think it was around the time when the first masterclass was launched because this is when Girls That Invest the business was like I was running the podcast. I obviously had Sonia to like help edit and and she would record as well. So that was fantastic. But she still had a full-time job. So I was like 
doing business strategy, growing the podcast, doing all the social media. And then I launched a course, which was fantastic and like absolutely changed my life. And I would still have done it again in the way that I did it. But Mm. I suddenly now was creating a course, pre-selling it, learning how to do sales and marketing, learning how to do email management, doing customer service for every single person that asked about the course or had bought the course and was like asking questions like, oh, I've just got a question about like module six. Can you like break this down? And I'd be like, yes, absolutely. And I like, like, I think customer service is the number one thing for me. So everyone I would reply to within the first, you know, 24, 48 hours. And we had 500 people take that. So that's 500 students. And I also had a full-time job. And then I was like, you know, what would really help right now? Getting a book deal. And so then I had just accepted Mm -hmm. a book deal. Yeah. And then also you starting GTI and really working on hustling to get that up and running on top of that. Yeah. So it was like January 2022. I remember being in Queenstown in this beautiful place, absolutely stunning location, starting to write my book. And every day I would set out plan of like, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to do emails and I'm going to do partnerships and I'm going to make content. And every afternoon I'll write a couple of like, you know, pages, maybe chapters even of the book. And nothing would get done. At the end of the day, I would stress and I would be like paralyzed. Like I would just sit on the floor and I couldn't. Mm. Like it felt like a medical crisis, you know? I just sat on the floor. It is. Mm, Yeah, I guess it is. It's not like having a heart attack or all things like that. But the impact that having burnout or get you know getting burnout from literally overworking yourself to the point where your body starts to just kind of collapse almost definitely in some aspects yeah and I still remember a good friend now a good friend of mine but at the time she was someone that I had been really inspired by she had founded a unicorn company like a billion dollar company and she reached out and I'd always loved her and she reached out and she was like hi my name is so-and-so I really like what you do and she was like let's work together. Also, would you like to like join my company as a director? Also, would you like to like have a partnership? And maybe we could like even invest in Girls and Invest with you. Like there was just all these things. And I remember saying to her, like, I have looked up to you my whole life, but right now I am burnt out. So I'm going to need you to back off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need space. <laughs> and I'm going to reach out to you in a couple of months time. <laughs> That's good. And I messaged everyone one day I think it was like the 16th of January I remember I like woke up had the biggest cry which was not unusual and then Mm. just emailed everyone and was like hey like partnerships or brand deals or other workshops like outside of the investing masterclass hey everyone I just have to shut this down until Mm -hmm. the foreseeable future and so I had to do that. And I filmed myself. This is cringe. If anyone hacks my iCloud, they're going to find this video. You're not going to find scandalous videos. You're going to find a five-minute video of me, like, ugly crying to the camera and just talking <laughs> out how tired I am and how sad I am and, like, just being like, Simran, this is a reminder. The next time you think you can push through, watch this video. This is what burnout looks like, girl. Mm. And every now and again... When I'm scrolling through my photos, it's in there like a jump scare. Does it actually help you though? Yeah, because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to feel that. Ew, like what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you 
deal with that. So you realize in Queenstown, actually I'm at capacity. I am severely overworked. You recognize that you are burnt out or, you know, you can't continue the way that you're going with mahi, with work. So how did you deal with that? Like moving forward, like what were the steps that you took, if any? You know, I wish I was going to say, and then I sat down and I wrote out boundaries and I decided that I was not going to check an email after five o'clock and I decided like I was going to stop looking at LinkedIn late in the evening and I decided to separate myself into having two different phones. Like I really wish that going from burning out to being in a healthy relationship with my business was like just waking up and changing but I was still in denial like the thing that caused me to burn out was my belief that I could achieve a lot and my belief that I could just do so many different things and just like I really believe in myself you know like I believe I have Mm. a lot in me and and you believe you have a lot in you and I think you're very similar like you get a lot done in like five hours. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like when it's crunch time? When it's crunch time, baby girl is delivering. Like Maya is planning her wedding and putting in her assignments and managing like her life and her like social schedule and working full time and recording a podcast. And it's only 6 p.m. (laughs) I totally relate to you in the sense where I had a very busy 2020. I think that was as an adult, the kind of first kind of time where I purposely committed to so many things, like consciously entered into the year, knowing I was going to commit myself to a lot of things. I definitely did. And a lot of other big life events happened as well. And then at the end of the year, I reflected, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm burnt out. I'm so tired. Like Mm. I'm fatigued. Like I I need to sort this out. And then I went and committed myself to double what I did (laughs) the year before. So I think it is I want to say quite common, especially for people who have these high expectations of themselves, especially, you know, when you're starting to run a business, you're starting a big project that you want to put so much time and effort towards. And at that startup stage with GTI, it was just like, I'm the customer service, I'm the talent, I'm the editor, I'm the producer, I'm the brand deal, I'm the manager, like doing all of those things where it's so easy to be like, just do one less thing. Honestly, I think you kind of have to get burnt out more than once to actually learn your lesson. Yeah, It sounds silly, but knowing us as well, babe, that time in January after that video and you said, don't commit to more things. What did you continue to do? I continued to build a brand very quickly. And at the expense of myself, not only was I burnt out, I was like, like, I just remember, maybe I've talked about this before, but like, I knew it was bad because someone just sent a message, like a DM being like, oh, like this episode wasn't very good. And I was like, oh no, like what happened? And she was like, I don't feel like you even know what you're talking about. Like, it looks like you've like Googled things, which obviously was not true. And a normal person would have been like, okay, this person is just trolling. Like, it's not serious. Like, it's just like a random account with like a blank page. 
But I like responded and I was like, oh no, like, is there like a part, like, is there something specific that you feel like has, there's been misinformation, like we can absolutely correct it or, or send you to like the resource that we use so that you can like look into it yourself. But I think they like just said something back and I just cried. And then I called Sonia and it was just me FaceTiming Sonia and being like, I am so sad. And she was like, who sent it? Let me, let me message them back. <laughs> like she was ready to fight. Oh, bless that woman. In the GTI account, she was ready to like go at someone, which was so like, mm-hmm. unlike, oh, maybe not like her. <laughs> but I remember her saying, what are you going to do for yourself tonight? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, go do something for yourself today, Simran. You are in Queenstown. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the spa, the onsen spa. Mm-hmm. It's like a very fancy spa. Beautiful. Outdoor. Serene. You see the stars in the night sky. And she said to me, she was like, if you check the work emails, because I can tell when you're on the work email. She was like, if you check the work emails in that spa, I'm going to be so mad at you. And I remember being like, of course I'm not going to do that. And then I sat there and I did it. Mm -hmm. Why could I not put Gmail away (laughs) from the hours of 7 to 8 p.m. on a random Wednesday night in January? That is burnout, baby. (laughs) That is heavily overworking yourself it's stupid it yes it that was just dumb and i completely agree with you it took me a couple of tries but what really helped i will never forget this i like reached out to people i was like i'm burning out what do i do i reached out to an incredible like very successful female entrepreneur sat down with her had coffee and maybe even shared this story as well she literally looks at me and she goes oh yeah i was feeling like that once and i was like oh my god what did you what's the key what's the secret she goes i just hired more people <laughs> the way I wanted to just sink into my chair and just scream and be like, why? Why have I not thought of this? You mean outsourcing the tasks that are taking up my time? I don't have to edit the podcast myself. Are you suggesting that I hire someone to do the emails and then just tell me what I need to do? Mm life-changing honestly so that's what we did we hired out we hired out contractors we started working with people and initially I was like you know such a tight wad that I like didn't want to spend money on this stuff but it helped like now we have an amazing podcast editor and we have an amazing like a video editor when we need videos done and we have a full timer that helps with like operations and scheduling and like managing calendars and replying to like customer service emails like this is all set up and I will never forget the day there was this one thing that we do for the masterclass where I upload all the videos for the week and I just like title them and I put the quizzes in the right format and I continue to do this myself for the last like I guess three years and I was like oh you know it's just like such a tedious hard task like I don't want to like make someone else do this because what if they get it wrong and then the masterclass students don't get the right videos and I was like I'm going to challenge myself what if I just write out the instructions of how to do this or like film myself doing it and then give it to someone to do but the way the task was so simple a 12 year old could have done it in hindsight and I gate kept that work like my life depended on it you were holding on so tight like no my business depends on it only I 
can get the videos right. Not even the videos right. Only I can make sure that the right video goes under the right title. What the heck? It is like embarrassing. <laughs> my ego needed to get checked. Yeah. Like yeah. my pride was getting in the way. And so the way I dealt with my burnout was just like, I guess, checking myself. <laughs> I don't have to do it all. I'm not good at it all. No, definitely. And I think that's something that unfortunately only you can kind of, people can tell you that, but until you're actually like in that space to to relinquish that sense of control in things, you don't really listen to it. The tricky thing with burnout is, I mean, even last year was, one of the most challenging years of my life. I've said this before. I worked full-time, studied full-time, worked part-time, planning my wedding, started two new jobs where I was like managing people in all of these kinds of big life events, had a wedding, and then had to deal with all of life things and all of that kind of stuff. And constantly my husband, who'd be like, wait, your husband? My husband. Oh my gosh. <sighs> He's just like, how can I help you? Like you need to do. He was so good at, and and this is a tip I will say to people as well, is to get a support person or an accountability person. Get a husband. Husband, just someone, one of your friends, family, someone close who can recognize like you haven't taken time out for yourself. Mm. Like just take time out for yourself and you know, suggest things for me. It was like, let me run you a bath. And Aww. so those kind of were my little moments where I would take time out for myself. I will say to schedule in your calendar, rest days and self-care days. What's the difference? So self-care days for me is like a little personal pamper for me specifically. Mm -hmm. So usually it was having a bath or it was reading my book in the afternoon, not doing anything else or doing my nails or skincare or something like that, like self-care and that sort. And then rest days as in rest from doing that work where it may not be you sitting on the couch or, or something like that. It might just be like, do some gardening, hang out with some friends and, and those kinds of things. And just leaving space in your calendar to do nothing. Like you don't have to book up all of your time. That's unhealthy. That's not okay. Like last year, I used to hate looking at my calendar because I had so much time booked up for all of these things to be able to do them where over Christmas, I was like, I haven't even looked at my calendar once. And like, I think this was like on my wedding leave. And my brother was like, random. And I was like, yeah, like, as a, I don't even need to look at it because I'm like, I have time off, like, it's fine. And how did you deal with the guilt around, oh, no, if I'm not doing enough, I'm slowing down. I'm like not moving as fast. It was hard. Like, I'm not going to say that every time. Julian was like, let me run you a bath. I'd be like, nope, I don't have time for a bath. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. There were definitely a lot of moments like that. And that's just the reality of things, especially when you're caught up with a big workload, dealing with burnout, you kind of have to find a balance, <laughs> balance of those kinds of things. I think 
I still felt guilty, but the more you do it, you realize that you can still get it done. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. You know, there were times even with assignments where I'm like, I actually physically don't have time for this. Like mentally, I am not okay to complete this task in the way that I want to. There's always some kind of out. You just email your lecturer, especially with assignments and things like that, work commitments, communicate that to people and nine times out of 10 people are very lenient. So I think it's it's just that thing of being comfortable with being uncomfortable and then gradually over time, the more you do it, the less guilt you feel and the more you start to prioritize your rest and your well-being. I have a controversial thing that I have found helpful. Let's hear it. And you can tell me if this is bad. I don't think I've said this out loud. If I'm like burning out and I'm like, oh my God, like I don't care. Like I, I really value, you know, the productivity that I get out of this or I really value like the outcome. I just like look at myself. Like I look at my mirror, myself in the mirror and I'm like, like you're going to achieve what you want, but you're going to look like death and your body's going to suffer and you're going to feel older, not because of the way you look, but like your bones are going to start aching and you're going to get like, I don't know, really bad neck pain because you're always bent down looking at you. Like your life, this like little vehicle of like flesh and bones, it's like a car. It's going to have mechanical faults faster if you're like running the car and then pressing the brake really hard and then running the car and pressing the brake really hard. Like you just can't do that to a car and you can't do that to this body. No, I don't think that's that's not a controversial at all. Well, it's a little bit controversial to look in the mirror and be like, Sim, do you want dark circles under your eyes or do you want like rest? (laughs) Well, I I think in those spaces, you've got to do what's going to convince yourself to get out of this space. It's, It's quite similar to, you know, when you have that negative narration in your mind, often people say, would you say that to your best friend? Would you say that to your mom? Would you say that to your loved ones? A hundred percent of the time you'll say no. So you're like, why would you say that to yourself? So it's like that kind of thing, which is similar to putting a little photo of yourself as a baby on your mirror and be like, every time you think negatively, all those kinds of things, you're telling that to your younger self. So it's not superficial. It's just another form of 
getting out of your own way, really. And if that works for you, because no, I don't want dark circles. And the thing is, under eye filler, guys, it doesn't work. Like, I used to be an optometrist. Do not get under eye filler. Can't undo it. You can't undo it. It migrates. It's really bad for you. So when I know that under eye filler is not an option and I actually have to sleep, that's going to make me work towards sleep. (laughs) Okay. That thinking, I will say, is is controversial because you're like, I don't want to get filler. But hey, do what you got to do, especially in that mindset. Okay, I'm with you. Do you have any other questions? Do you have any more quick tips on how to avoid burnout or how to recover? One, besides reminding myself that undry filler is not an option, that's usually the first thing that I do. If that mm-hmm. doesn't work, I actually just like try to get comfortable with saying no to things and having a friend or a colleague that like I can run to and be like are you really proud of me I just said no to this thing that I usually say yes to another thing that I found really helpful in my work we get a lot of like inbound inquiries of like hey Sim can you like come and do this interview here or can you come and speak here or can you come and do that and I used to take everything because I love it like if my job or my goal is to increase financial literacy I kind of feel like I need to be everywhere so that I can spread that message across so many different people in so many different channels and sometimes that's at a school or a church or a temple or an event like I I used to say yes to all of it virtually in person fly me in whatever like I'll be there and obviously that takes a toll on you and I had to sit down with Kara who works at Girls and Vest and we made a like flow diagram of what needs to be ticked off for us to say yes to doing something to make sure it aligns and to make sure it's impactful. So we would say things like, okay, how many people are going to be coming at this event? Like a minimum, let's just, I'm just going to make some numbers up, but like a minimum, we at least need a hundred people to turn up because 50 people, that's just too small to make an impact for the amount of finite time that we have. There aren't 20 Simrons that can go to like 10 of these. So at minimum, there's got to be a hundred people. It has to be somewhere that you know it's got to be like woman-centric we need to make sure that we're speaking to this group people and we need to make sure this and we need to make sure this we need to make sure that and then once we get to the end if it like ticks all the boxes then we say yes to the thing as opposed to making emotional based yes decisions and saying yes to doing things it's only used to a structure that way we are fair and that way you know, if I'm in a good mood and I have energy, I used to say yes to a lot of things. And I, if I'd be in a bad mood or I had low energy, I'd say no to a lot of things. And so it's like not mood dependent. It is just dependent on what do we know Sim can do on a sustained basis. And that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. So sitting in that process, and you, that process for you. And you can do that for anything. Like you could literally yeah. be like, hey, I love spending time with my friends, but I maybe spend too much time with my friends and I'm going to have a little like checklist in my head. If my friends want to spend time with me, I will say yes if it's a group hang or a one-on-one hang and it's on like Wednesday to Friday and I always have my Mondays free and as long as it's an event that I can leave by like 10 p.m. And that might seem really strict, but one of my best friends like She will literally say to us, oh, I can't hang tonight. And it's not because she's busy. She like just knows she doesn't have that 
the energy on like off certain days. So if she hung out with us yesterday, she's not hanging out with us tomorrow. She needs like a day break. <laughs> but mm. it's fine. It's just having your own little systems. Yeah, exactly. It's important. I will say, especially in like f- for us, for Sim and I, the type of people to overload our workload, like truly sometimes I just think that I can do it and I'm just like, no, no, it's it's fine. I, just my concept of time to be able to complete these tasks can be quite warped. And so then that, you know, leads me to overload my plate and especially you know, internally knowing that I can complete things and I'll, even if I'm miserable and things like that, I'll, I'll complete it. So I do, yeah, find that just reflecting on the capacity that you have and you can use that in your social settings, your work setting. Like it's not just about work. If you're burnt out, that means you're going to have less time to hang out with your friends and your family, even though you love them, even though you want to. It is, especially when you're a social person, it's important to have those checklists at the start while you're still working on developing better boundaries in that sense, purely to help yourself to recover. So that's super important. Absolutely. And I think the last thing very quickly is it's a mental shift. Like at the end of the day, we burn out because we think we can achieve all these things because we are capable and smart and intelligent women. We are like, we just can't help it. You and me, we are. We're fantastic. We are fantastic. What are we meant to do about that? That's a skill. It's a curse, whatever. But you almost have to unlearn this idea that if I slow down, I am falling behind. And when people used to tell me to slow Mm. down, I almost had this, this was many years ago, so I promise I don't think this way anymore. But when I was younger, if someone was like, Sim, slow down, you're working too hard, I'd be like, oh, they don't get it. Like, they don't get the grind. They're not on the same journey as me. Like, they just want a different kind of life and that's fine, but I'm not going to subscribe to, like, their pace of getting things done. It is not a sprint. It is like a slow and steady marathon like that you kind of run for 80 years. And when you're running for 80 years, you might run a little bit slower. We're not like working till 30 and then we stop forever. Even if you want to retire at 30, you're still going to want to be able to use your body and travel and not be like, you know, stuck because you've just... (laughs) absolutely messed with everything because you've just given yourself so much like pain and disease like it's just so important to actually shift your mindset and I realized that even if I would try to like slow down and have breaks and like rest days and spa days and massages they wouldn't help with my burnout because for so long deep down I still believed that I needed to continue to be running and sprinting and if I wasn't sprinting I was falling behind no 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 if you stop sprinting and you just walk you are still moving forward you are just moving forward at a pace that is sustainable and healthy and healthy and you'll actually get there in the end as opposed to like sprinting and then burning out and not even making it and now you like have bags under your eyes that you can't get filler for tragic tragic absolute tragedy so those are my personal tips to avoiding burnout. I found yours to be very helpful. And I think it is important to have people in your life that you can talk to about these things. Because if I didn't have someone like Maya, 
I don't think it would have been easy for me to recognize I was burning out because we both are extremely driven people with big dreams but then I can see how burnout affects her and then that way I like almost look at myself and I'm like oh yeah I'm doing the same thing and vice versa and it's just good to Mm -hmm. have people like that you can keep yourself accountable so search out for those burnout buddies exactly and what Sin said is you don't have to sprint everywhere like I think in the initial phases yes that may be needed but that is not sustainable. It's honestly not worth it. It really isn't. And the people that I know that have made the most money, that have grown the biggest businesses, have not been sprinting. They've just been consistently jogging for like 10 plus years. And that's gotten them so much further. So that's always what I remind myself. But this has been a really interesting episode and definitely one that I guess I don't want to say I'm embarrassed by, but I wish I'd learned these skills or tools you know, five years ago, I would have Mm, avoided the burnout, you know, I would have avoided so many, I think, or at least have had better tools in your toolkit to be able to deal with them and to notice the signs better. And not have like a five minute video of me crying in my iCloud to remind me not to like get to that place again. But here we are. Got to do what you got to do, babe. You got to do what you got to do. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've been able to take away something from my story around burnout, something from the way Maya has burned out. I hope you've been able to realize that there are tools, things like talking to people, having good people around you, taking rest days, taking self-care days, you know, systems that you can put in place to avoid or at least minimize burnout and also your mindset. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, if this has been something that you've resonated with, please let us know, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, send it to a friend that maybe burns out a little bit you can send it to me I won't be offended (laughs) and at the end of the day we just want to make sure that this podcast reaches as many people as possible so that we can continue to help as many people as possible because we really all do deserve financial freedom all right see you next time Maya kakite bye bye and as always to finish off with the disclaimer Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.